0: it's not going too bad thank you mate um i should really be asking you i suppose because you know you've become a new father again um a, a second one uh how old is your firstborn? it's not a very big gap between the two is no
1: it? it's about a year uh almost just under 18 months <laughs> so uh yeah you hands must be full. a glutton for
0: punishment <laughs> i think yeah you know like you say hands full uh yeah so how's that going mate is it going all right
1: it's going all right actually um kind of forgotten how little or or how babies sleep so uh, i know it's not been that long but it's come back with a vengeance i think
0: <laughs> and the, the thing is they're usually quiet for the first month aren't they you know yeah it's not yeah. and then they start to wake up and start crying and even more so good luck with that mate <laughs> yeah, yeah um, so how's <laughs> ashley doing that. is she doing as as well as mom recovering? yeah but
1: both baby and mother are doing really well. So you can't really ask for more than that. Uh, But as I said, uh, a bit more sleep would be quite nice.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I think you'll get there in five years time. Hopefully. I think I I was told
1: 18 years.
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) When they, yeah. When they just want to stay in their pit all day, I think that's what happens. So yeah, it's great to be back, mate. You know, we've had a little break while you you were doing some family time. So it's, it's great to hear that that's all going well and everyone's in a good place. Uh, and we've got another fabulous guest today, you know, uh, suggested by one of our previous guests, Dr. Diomi Murphy, which is lovely. You know, we always like it when someone else puts us on to someone else and we get to have a conversation about something that's really out of our field of expertise. And I think this person definitely sits in that field, um, you know, we might like to speculate and think we know a little bit about investing but i think we're we're complete beginners in that sort of field so it is great to have patrick reed on and uh, to have uh, a very interesting story he started in one career and he's moved into another so i'm going to be um, yeah intrigued to learn how all these things come about and where he's at now and what's the, the the sort of focus of his career at the moment and you know how he got there what the journey is so Patrick, without further ado, it's absolutely brilliant to uh, meet you and um, hear about your story. How have you been?
2: Oh, uh, thank you very much. And um, yeah, awesome. I just um, literally got back from um, from seeing a client in the city and um, I'm glad. It's good to be here. It's good to meet you both. And um, yeah, thanks for inviting me on the show. I mean, I yeah, I mean, my feet haven't touched the ground since I sort of changed my career. But um Learning as we go along, but living the dream really. Um, and uh, life's too short. Um, if I can do it, anyone can. That's my that's my motto. No, that,
0: that that's, yeah, that's amazing because it yeah it seems to fit with a lot of our guests um, uh, who we believe are inspiring, and and we want them to inspire the people who listen to our podcast. So it's completely up to you how far you'd like to go back and, you know, where you'd like to kick your story off about where you started and how you've meandered through your, you know, career to date and what triggered, I suppose, you to make this change and, you know, focus on where you're at at the moment. So. Um, it we allow people or we encourage people rather to have a, a bit of a, a time and just share and then we'll chip in with questions uh, whenever so if you feel it's a bit daunting and you're going on a monologue and you think hey guys jump in you know by all means we're, we're happy to jump in but we really do like to listen in the first instance yeah. so by all means just just start off wherever you want
2: yeah thanks guys um well i I guess I'm sort of a, I have a sort of wiggly career and a wiggly kind of um life really and um i always when i was at school i always felt i was a bit of a uh, daydreamer imposter um just just on my own but then a bit of a joker as well um Mm -hmm. came from a a really privileged background um grew up um on on a on an island guernsey and and just really loved it you know i i i was really into fishing and diving and scrabbling around on the beach and just you know getting getting you know dirty and oh I, mean, I loved it you know i had my wellies on mm. and i just really i i couldn't have wished for more um in my childhood and then you know i had some you know unfortunate uh family stuff go on um so i left mm-hmm. i left my uh kind of birthplace um went to london to see the bright lights big city mm-hmm. um and i was about 18 um and then i I got like various bar jobs and, you know, um, just boxed around for a bit. Um, and then I went to university and I thought, well, what, what do I want to do? Um, I want to work in the creative industry
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that was it. And then I, I went up to, went to university for three years. It was kind of a, a film studies, uh, film school type university. It was in York. Um, and I did that, loved it, um, uh, managed to, do an exchange to read scripts in LA for Fox. So oh. I, I did an internship in Milan for six months. Cool. And I really did kind of like dive in, you know, apply mm. for everything. And it was at a time, it was way back in 92, 92 to 95. I was up in uh, York in, in university and, and it was at a time where you know you could do these things. There there was mm. funding available and and you, you know, they encouraged it. So um I did that, loved it. Um, and then I left and just landed a job at the BBC. And I just found that was just, that was it. That was where I was gonna stay for the rest of my life. And I kind of arrived, if you mm-hmm. will. So, uh, a lot of my friends didn't have jobs or so they were busking uh, kind of <laughs> directors or, or, or writers or out of work actors. And I had, you know, landed a, a job at the BBC. And yeah, I loved it. I mean, the first, I was there 15 years,
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh, in the beginning, you know, I, I, you know, when you're at a, a big organisation, you can move around, do some jobs. So I, I did.
3: Um,
2: <clears throat> yeah, I was a scheduler for BBC Two. I, I was a broadcast journalist for Six Music for a bit. Um, oh, great. I, I was a floor manager um, in news. So I, I sort of uh, I did that for quite some time. Um, I worked at BBC Worldwide. a bit some of their Scandinavian channels um yeah i mean i loved it you know um so i'm just gonna Uh. um i absolutely loved it and um and and for some reason i i just i got to this stage where i i kind of i saw the world the world slip i saw my life slipping by Mm -hmm. and it, it was this moment where um you know i came into this it wasn't nothing doing the bbc it was just an institution that i i knew that i there were people there that were kind of like so-called lifers and <laughs> they'd like 20 30 years and blah, blah blah and then somebody called me a lifer oh. and, I, and i was like what no <laughs> I'm
3: like,
2: what i'm not because i i used to say that when i to other people right and then i realized i've been there like 14 years or 50 years and, and something grew in my head and i was like well i'm i'm gonna stay here for life now um and then it, it was a very much like um shaking my head like that moment mm. i was like no i'm not um you know dur- during that time at the bead i i had a, a, i flirted with a, a dj career that was very successful for two years. So I I cut my hours down, toured the world, got signed up to Sony, signed up to, I I was in the dance charts and toured with a live band. Um, So I took extended leave, which is great. It was a great Mm. company to do that. And then obviously, you know, touring and all that takes its toll. So I, you know, unless you're a a big hit maker, you're not going to last the course, right? So whilst that was amazing and I loved it, um it had to stop so then i was like what next mm. so i i sort of got to this stage where i was like towards the end of my kind of breast um and i was thinking what am i going to do um and i i what clinched it is that i was talking to a guy i won't mention his name but he, he it's just a guy that had been with me from day one in those early 90s who you know, he was so much full of vim and zest, and like, you know, really encouraged me. To do whatever I want. In the world of my oyster. Don't you know? Don't take no. Always be a can-do type person. Mm-hmm. He had. He was about to retire, and um, all he got was a was a was like a gold pen and, a, and an autograph, book signed by HR Senior HR people. <laughs> and it done like 40 years and I was yeah. like that, yeah. that, that's the clincher and I was like you know if you want to if you want to so, I mean I don't think any job's safe nowadays but if you want a safe job and you that's fine do it but for me I was like I was in my late 30s and I was like no I'm 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 gonna do something about this so it happened quite quickly because I, I went to the, I went to the bathroom and, and I looked in the mirror and, and I started l- looking at lines in my face and I was like, I'm getting old mm-hmm. and I looked at my hands and I was like, I'm, I'm going to kind of, this is it. You know, I've got to make a decision and and it was a pit, an epiphany mm-hmm. and I was like, I've always been, um, you know, if if we're all human and I was always down to this, like if, obviously you know i'm never going to be a messy or a beckham or you know i'm never going to do that obviously but with other things if i put my mind to something i can do it i can yeah. do it so i i met um a girl uh and her, ne- her name's janine and we became friends and her husband uh, owns a big proprietary futures desk so i said oh can i meet him so we went to dinner and this was when i was a bit lost and i wanted to move and i didn't know where to go tv was all i knew and it was i was about 38 and i and i and i saw and i met this guy and it was incredible um we it was in tower 42 it was on the third floor opposite the bank of england and I went in and I saw all these screens and shouting and squat and the Bloombergs and, and, and all that stuff and and I was like oh sign me up I want this um so we sat down and then obviously that euphoria died down a bit and said you know it's really difficult and no. I was like yeah fine so I jacked my job in a well paid job um and I I I I was an apprentice trading German debt um, and, and i and I learned you know I hit the desk by 6 30 opened a market at seven traded all day and uh, I learned on the job and and that was it you know i I stopped the regular income um I rented the desk um I did my own hours but obviously I was an apprentice there were 21 year olds around me and I was <laughs> you know, knocking on 40 nearly and I was like, the second week i was there i went to the loo and i and I cried that's how hard it was and i was oh. like hold on a minute i'm in the right place life's too short i i need to do this i, I don't have kids I'm, you know single uh, at the time and I, and I was like why not why mm-hmm. can't i why can't i try and be a big shot trader you know and um i did it and then the first year was brutal um I, I i was up i was down but i i learned so much and i i found a mentor i devoured every single book um and in those days libraries you know you went to the library We well, you yeah. google it now and <laughs> then you'll find out um in those days it was like yeah go to the library go, get research papers get white papers stuff like that i used to buy the ft and i remember <laughs> the, actually this is quite funny because i was from the bbc i used to love the guardian and um i thought i'm gonna my my first day i'm gonna walk in and, and i went i went to christian duor bought a black suit that didn't fit me it was like they're quite thin i've got a bit of a tummy and i walked in a like, deep breath and i walked in I was like yeah and i was thinking should i buy red braces i thought no maybe it's too much <laughs> so i walked in there everyone's wearing jeans and t-shirts Yeah like oh my god what am i doing they're like look at this guy
3: yeah. and
2: the, the head of the desk he was like and you can get rid of that and pointed to my newspaper you can get that lefty newspaper out of the <laughs> <laughs> really good paper it's not you know it's just like because that's what i grew up on um so then obviously i replaced that with the ft um and 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 it was just you know i learned like that you know it was it was a, it was a i had a lot of tough love given to me um, but you know with with markets you you need that tough love um mm-hmm. but i was met um i learned i learned debt uh, and I, I learned what i call a spit and macro so pit, spit and fundamentals in the sense that uh, we learned how the real economy works and how speculation works and and the different assets on what they did and how it all falls into the price of debt and all that stuff and i learned from from traders who had been there and done it who had traded crises who, who really knew how to manage risk and mm-hmm. i, I looked up to the guys and um and I, and, and I just devoured all of their knowledge basically um so that was my first year um, and i was gonna give it up and then by the end of the, the beginning of the second year i made a lot of money and it was like right now, this is why they do it. It's why you get beaten up every day. <laughs> um, and, and then and from then on, uh, I, you know, I had a very good year on the second year. And then, you know, I got headhunted to to a New York liquidity provider that traded spot effects. And that was my kind of epitome of the because it's the deepest market. Seven trillion get traded every day. I always gravitated towards spot traders, spot effects traders. And I always wanted to, you know, that's where the big boys play basically. Mm. So um, I did well for them. Uh, that was amazing. I, I really loved that. Uh, enjoyed and, and, learned, and learned from a lot of the bank traders who would run Bowman's, UBS, uh, Mortgage Stanley, JP Morgan. And then I met my business partner, Adam. He was my boss at the time. And uh, we we then thought, well, we want to make our own company, right? Mm-hmm. So want to cut through the bs that you hear about in in trading and 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 keep it real and 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 help people like myself to change their career so that's about six and a half years ago and now we've got a company with that i i head up the mentoring arm um adam does the executive search and and you know we work with institutions like black i was at blackrock today jp morgan um the Mora Bank in Japan and a few other banks. Big Skollman's, a couple of clients there, uh, but also retail clients. So we help people without experience. Um, and I'm, you know, I trade myself still. Um, and the funny thing is, is um, we took a call um, from one of um, the early guys that that was at the beginning of my trading career, um, and with a view to do something in the very no building today and uh Adam was there and it was just a nice full circle thing um and look i i i love it i have i love meeting clients i love i love what we do and helping people and you know we and that's what we do today and, and i guess you know i'm an avid blogger i i really love um market views when i started blogging on linkedin i had no connections um and it was only till i started putting out my market views and people realized that yeah i kind of knew what i was talking about mm-hmm. um, i i wanted to promote this um no nonsense cut the bs um you know avoid this there's a lot of academic snobbery with tracing and finance and you know i have i'm, I'm my background's not economics but i my clients are a senior economists. and how <laughs> why did that happen right because i learned on the desk and i mm-hmm that hands on, you can learn enough um, to get you not just on par, but, but above in some ways than the books and the exams and all the academics and all that stuff. So, uh, you know, I am living proof as I sit here to talk to you two, lovely people, mm-hmm. I'm living proof that you can achieve late on in life anything you want. Um, mm-hmm. Have to it's hard work but you, you have to apply yourself but you can do it it's and and you know i've never i never felt so excited about you know i wake up and my job's a hobby it's not a job i do it for no mm. money it pays quite well um mm. so I, I i'm like and there's always something kicking off in markets so i'm like well what's it today who's going to mess something up it's going to be list trust is it going to be the bank <laughs> is it going to be like the bank of japan is it going to be the biden zgping uh, Jinping uh, meeting yesterday? You know, there's always somebody that's going to throw a spanner in the works and make opportunities for people mm-hmm. like me. So um, yeah, uh, that's that's pretty much my story. I mean, I, I I do love, you know, I have a big following now. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I can't remember how many thousand, but quite a few. And I love just engaging with people who are interested in in career change and 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 you know, if if you open up one of these social media platforms, everyone's an influencer or everyone's a career changer. Um, mm. And you know, I th- I think anyone can do it as long as you you realise it is hard work, but passion first and the money will follow. That's that's mm. what I always, always, always uh, was told, and that's so I completely agree with that.
1: That's a good a good mm. intro, isn't it, Simon?
0: It's, it's, it's really great. Yeah. Um, you can probably tell from your, your storytelling background, I suppose, in TV, you know how to engage people and, you know, take us on that journey. Uh, and uh, and I was there towards the end thinking, I wonder if Patrick's one of the only people who has come from this diverse background to go into trading. Was there others on the floor that had similar backgrounds or were you quite unique in being that person who's, uh, you know, gone through other avenues before going into that trading desk um because that is quite a, you know a bare bit of a place to go into at the start it sounds like
2: yeah i was the only one um mm. i'm old i had <clears throat> i came from tally and not only that i came from a, a big institution mm. and uh, usually the kids there they were around 20 21 a lot of them came from market stores, a lot of them had MBA, some came from from market stores, some have MBAs, but they were very quick, they were mm-hmm. very good numbers, they were, you know, bum bum bum. And I was slow. That's the other thing. I was I had this positive gift of being really slow and it messed my trading up. So when when somebody when a data a bit of data came out and everyone was buying because it was good, I was like, oh i'll buy like a half a second <laughs> and that's when they're selling mm. so i i was obviously get getting absolutely eaten alive on the p l so. um but the, that in itself made me um realize that sometimes you you usually you, you find an edge through necessity sorry necessity as a mother of invention and i literally sat on my hands waited for everyone to do their thing and then i I traded after like 2 seconds after and mm. that's what is known as fading. So um you know I became a pretty good fader and um and I did that. Um and and that means you know you you trade when all the noises calm, calm down market settled and then you make your move, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so so yeah, yeah, but I'm sure a lot that was a long way of saying it, but the short answer is yeah, I I didn't know anyone who had my background that was that was it i was that was the
1: only person so i suppose which which might be quite useful for some of our listeners is you've mentioned obviously the type of trading you were doing in terms of what you're selling not all of our listeners will probably understand what fx is or or anything like that do you want to just explain i suppose in more simplistic terms for me and simon uh what what you're actually trading and or what you mm. have You know what you what you have been trading throughout your career i suppose
2: yeah so in in the world and and please do stop me and you know because i'm obviously i'm i talk like this through clients so i sometimes have to catch myself so so in the world that we know Mm -hmm. um, there are assets in those assets they're they're called different things and essentially fx is forex or currencies that that's money basically Mm -hmm. Basically, you buy and sell money against another country's money. So, um, in each uh, currency, there's always there's always a pair, and so you might be buying euros against dollar,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and that's called euro dollar, basically, um, and that's pretty much um, underpin the underpins the entire globe, um, and you'll find that every single person, no matter who you are. Uh, where you are in life, you, you're always transacting, uh, making these transactions with either one of those currencies. So Euro and dollar is, is the, is the heavily traded product, uh, Forex currency pair, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether you're, you're Apple buying a, buying a new business or a new shop in Regent street, or, you know, you're going down to your local currency exchange, wanting to, to change money, to book a holiday, or you're going to MS and buying some milk, you know. Any anything requires money, so mm-hmm. essentially the price of that money um, is what I trade, and I, I it it moves and it moves up and down based on lots of different factors. So essentially, it's uh, as a speculation. That that's what I do. Um, essentially,
0: yeah. So um, for for me, I, I'd like to circle back to. Um you know having that diverse background what challenges did it throw up for you in that first year where it was difficult but what also did it give you perspective wise that others didn't have that was maybe an advantage
2: um i think it was like i was a fish out of water and i mm. thought i assumed that everyone was like super quick super smart super clever everyone knew that how it all worked and and they didn't mm. uh, I was slow. My reactions were very slow. I was soft. My I wasn't very sharp, um, and, I, and I was I was kind of um, uh, felt a bit vulnerable. To be honest, mm. I felt weak. Um, I felt really soft in that. I I had this image of the world that everything's cosy and cuddly, and everyone really loves each other. <laughs> and I didn't really know it. That's the thing. I didn't know that. I I just you know. I could, you know, I, I love, I've got a fast music collection. Like, you know, people in this new environment, they, they didn't really have that. You know, that I, I knew lots of different cultured films or whatever. People didn't really get that. Um, so I had to really learn how to change. And I, I, mm. you know, I spent every, every last minute just, you know, learning. Um, so those, those were kind of disadvantages. I guess for me, the, the the slow reaction I turned into an advantage,
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, as I said. Um, and you know, I I was quite good at just thinking through things, looking for the subtext of the. And I was quite good with news because I'd worked with news as a floor manager, and I, I knew the presenters and I knew the journalists of the BBC, and I I felt that I got a. I got an understanding of a story, Mm -hmm. so you know if the government did something, what they really trying to do, you know what what's their what's their motive. So I got a sense of a kind of almost like a sixth sense, um, when 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 things move, say in sterling, for example, which is you know um, we fondly call it cable. Um, so when cable sterling would move, sterling against dollar, when it would move because of say um. You know uh, something that um, the government would would act on, or the central bank, Bank of England, would, would act on. I would be thinking, well, that moves overdone, mm-hmm. or that moved enough, and I would trade around that because I thought, well, the market sees that in the two D, but I'm seeing the bigger picture later on in the three D, and and that was an advantage.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it sounds it sounds from us. You know, that perspective of different things and seeing things through a different lens and tapping into transferable skills, you know, can bring a different dimension to it. Um, I I still tutor and I currently tutor mental health first aid courses in a variety of contexts. So I'm fascinated by that first year when you're going through that tough time. It sounds like it could be quite isolating because of your background, because of the nature of the people in and around you, the sharp elbows. Um, you know, there's a bit of a sink or swim mentality. Um, what was pulling you through at that time, you know, to make you think I'm I'm gonna stick with this? And were you trading your own money or were you trading on someone else's behalf?
2: Yeah, I was, I was, I was trading my own money wow. I'd say about 50k and I was trading that. And, um, you know, <clears throat> it was sink or swim, it was tough in mind, but guess what? I chose that. No one mm. forced me. So you know, I had to grow up. Right. So I, I had to stand up, and and that was it. You know, um, and I knew that I'd been given a golden opportunity, and I was going to make good on that. So I was like, well, the the motive was money. Mm. You know, I I did really, and I will say this now: is if you want to do it, passion first, money comes later. All the guys that are very successful in on the institutional side, they they're all kind of late 40s mid 50s and they do it they do it for no money you try and peel it, peel them away from the desk <laughs> you'd be good yeah good luck with that but they they don't need the money they just do it because it's, it's brilliant fun you know mm. that the academic stamina you need the you know the excitement it is just incredible um and if you're good it's it just makes it all worthwhile really uh, but originally it was it was a money motivated thing
3: yeah
1: and i suppose the question i have after listening to that and and kind of things Are you now you mentioned obviously you do you still do some trading yourself but on the other side of it is it more you're helping others like educating them to do that same sort of trading, or is it is it technique or is it like the 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 mental side of it or is it everything i suppose
2: everything yeah yeah so it, it's it's mentoring them um putting their arm around them just and placing them in the futures desk if they want it. So we yep. we do we do a number of um, we do one to ones, but we also do a one year program, which is basically teaching them how to trade, how to do um, you know manage their risk, and risk really is the at the very top mm-hmm. priority. Um, teaching them macroeconomics, teaching them you know how to use technicals, technical analysis, um, how the market works how governments work how, how central mm-hmm. banks work you know all this stuff and and some of them just want some broad advice but some actually want to get down and dirty and, and and change their career to be a trader because I did it <laughs> so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm the best person to tell someone else who's maybe similar age um, my sweet spot of people coming to me is, is around mid 30s so um yeah it, it's it's helpful if you've done it yourself mm-hmm. definitely
0: and, and how do people I, find out about this yeah sorry dave um because i know you've mentioned you're on linkedin and other things but when people meet that transition point where they're thinking i need something else this is not fulfilling me uh, in what i'm currently doing you know how can they seek you out in the, the mentoring masterclasses that you offer and you know um what does that process look like for them you know because i imagine it's quite daunting you said at the time you you walked away from quite a well-paid job in a secure industry, uh, you know, and there's other people probably with that fear a little bit, and uh, I suppose it's stepping into the unknown. and How do you, how do you support that transition?
2: Yeah, it we, we have a tried and tested way to do that. Now, the first thing I would say is is book a call in with me. And mm. I'll leave the on on your on your <clears> on your um, and we just have a chat that's it you know we just have a nice chat in the uk take up for lunch you know we're quite old-fashioned like that so um and we just get to know you because everyone's different um and we generally in that first conversation i'll work out where you're at in life you know what your budget is obviously that's important where you want to be and your frustrations. And, and then we put a plan in place to do that. Um the, the the key thing is nobody's gonna know right now, right? And you've still got a job. It, yeah. it, it, we we're definitely into this idea of slipstream moving from one career to another. And some are like um I have like six clients on the institutional level. But they're not outright traders, but they're like supportive roles, or they're senior in sales, um, and and stuff like this, mid or back office, and they just want to want to up their game and, and get get onto the front office.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So the the program we offer supports that because it's hybrid, it's live and self study. It really important. It's perfect for people with with who are time poor, and mm-hmm. we would say, look, give yourself enough runway. Um, and tool yourself up, get that toolkit and education before you actually slowly ease out. And some of our traders, I'll give you an example, Jim, who headed up an IT company, uh, very good money, right? He's now a quant in a federal bank, um, uh, earning a lot more money, obviously. Um, but he did that because I taught him the treasury curve, and among um, lots of I didn't get him the job, obviously, but I certainly helped by teaching him debt and um you know and that was that was over that was over like 12 14 months mm-hmm. and he got enough confidence to say to his his his, his job say look um you know i'm i, I want to do less hours with more money and when his boss says goodbye he, he can either jump do it be a trader how he got the toolkit or he can apply for another job in more geared to where he wants to be. And, and now he's got the job of his dreams, really, in the mm. federal in Kansas. So um, we, we we would say, look, to make the transition, um, it takes time, at least a year. Um, but the key thing is, ask yourself, would you like to do it? <laughs> and then when you say you've got to say yes, if you say no, that's OK that's all right you can change your mind so you don't have to really put out any risk at first you just have to kind of study a new subject um do your work and, and and at the end of the process you can still go back to the regular job you have you see so it is it is daunting um but I did it so why can't you that's that's my that's my view
1: is it I suppose going back to kind of what you're trading and stuff like that is, with with trading forex you know foreign exchange what why specifically forex like there's you know I people might say well could i not trade like shares in companies or you know w- w- what's the draw i suppose to forex mm.
2: it's 24 7 Uh sorry 24 5 apologies it's the uh, seven tr- seven trillion get traded every day so it's huge it's the biggest market there is and uh for me, it flies straighter. So, you know, stocks are more of a kind of, um, they've got their quirks. I have traded stocks. Bonds have their own little quirks. But but Forex, for me, you know, if there's a good figure coming out of the US, dollar will go higher. That's it. I like it simple. That's pretty simple to me. If you're trading a stock, for example, sometimes good news can be bad news. And it's like, oh, you know, it can't be too high because they raise interest rates and all that stuff. And you don't really get that with forex it's pretty much down the t straight um and it, and it moves it's very volatile and uh you know creates a lot of opportunities um and the other thing about forex is it's really seeps into ever, everything else we live and breathe and every other asset like bonds or stocks or interest rates or whatever so um that's why i like it but you know each to their own i mean we do help um people transition to trade different things as well um, but X is our expertise
1: that's interesting i the only other question i had was um in terms of obviously someone starting their journey like you said it, it, it you know it, i suppose it, it it you're looking for people that are willing to commit the the time and effort to, to learn but is there any other kind of characteristics i suppose that you've witnessed in the people you've worked with that kind of i don't know that make people stand out as being potential success stories, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, grit. Um, not really, I um, need a bit of a mental aptitude, but grit to jost yourself down after, after a loss. And what you're going to do about it is how you present yourself. Do you scuttle away, lick your wounds and, and get all, you know, scared and, or do you go, look, deep breath. It's another day hit the markets that's fine it's just that good old-fashioned backbone good old-fashioned grit those are the people that stand the course and the people who are are, you know they they love to play sherlock holmes they're endlessly curious you know and and it's like oh why did that person do that you know i'll give an example like a year ago uh, and. Look, I'm not political, so please take this, you know, as face value. A year ago, the government in the UK did something. The markets reacted badly. And I, in a very sport, short space of time, had to become an expert on the, a certain thing called the long end of a, of a guilt curve, right? And also government policy, which obviously relieved somebody of a position, a, a prominent position in the UK. Now, whether you're conservative labor whatever it doesn't matter when you're a market professional you cut through all that Mm -hmm. and you look what the mechanics were what caused what and i had to learn that really quickly and and it will stay with me and i know you know when i'm talking to somebody in a restaurant whatever or my friend's house i know exactly what caused what and i love that i mean i no other job can give me that detail because i traded it so, I would just say, yeah, grit definitely, and a passion for how being endlessly curious on how things work and and why things do think, like why things move in such a way, you know, um, and 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 to have that constant because markets always change, have that constant um, belief that you know you're you're trying to find the truth in the moves, you're trying to find, you know, um, I have a, a somewhat cynical view of governments It goes across the board. It's not just, you know, where I live, which I love my country, by the way. But I have traveled a lot and I know certain governments have certain things they do. Right. So mm-hmm. it's just endlessly asking the questions that the, the people like that. Um, I'll give you an example, Eduardo who's one of my clients. He's a young guy. He's absolutely smashing it out of the park. He sends me too much information. And it's like, calm down, you're working too hard. Mm. I love it. You know, he's sending me charts, he's sending me macro, all this stuff, and he's like, it's amazing. Um, But we need to funnel that, you know, and galvanize it and make an edge. So, um, but, you know, uh, I would just say, yeah, grit, passion, curiosity.
0: So you highlighted earlier that you are at BlackRock. So we're starting to see a little bit more information come out about um, cryptocurrencies and how, you know, is it Larry Fink at the top of BlackRock? Is it? Is that his name? Um, yep. And how they're looking at um, bringing out a ETF? And you know, what what's that doing in the future? What do you see on the horizon around that? Do you think it's going to become a bigger player and a serious player, or is it still going to be seen as because uh, it's seen as a bit of a dodgy area predominantly? But if these big organizations are now starting to get get an interest, is there something in that, or are you still? um you you can't see that happening or you know what's your views on this
2: do you want the truth yeah
0: of course (laughs) yeah yeah of course
2: of course you get it um okay so i used i've done well out of crypto Um, i wouldn't punch it down and there's a many many reasons now crypto is is still in the wild west stage yeah so (laughs) it it, it very much is a, a tiny part of the market but um nonetheless these big juggernaut firms like Blackwell, they need to be seen to be on the pulse, right? So Mm -hmm. that's why they do that. Um, The extent of where all of the investment and the wealth goes, that's another story, right? So all I would say is um, that that there's a before and after FTX. Now, crypto was, was tradable because someone like myself gave it a thorough... Belt and Brace's risk profile assessment mm-hmm. before FTX happened. Now it's a whole different ball game. So I would throw a lot of caution uh, to crypto. the 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 problem with crypto right now is, and it was a problem before. It's even more a problem now. Is you you? It's it's um, a religion. You it's similar to gold was twenty years ago, right? So you get bitcoin is is seen like a digital gold and you get people who um you know you see them blogging on linkedin with these like laser eyes and and they talk in big fluffy words and they it's a movement it's a anti-establishment it's come and join our club you know they're, they're 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 the downtrodden you know come and join our massive cult basically um mm. but in actual fact it 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 because of the nature of this, <clears throat> you look through common sense. Mm-hmm. So you, you you bypass when you know it's like buying a house buying gold. You you buy it because you fall in love with it. Crypto is the same, so you get you get a lot of unsuspecting people that will go, Oh my god, I'm I'm part of this amazing thing, but actual fact, it you can lose everything. So what I say is that I'm not against it, I mm. wouldn't have um, because it's too risky but if you if you know what you're doing and you give it a thorough risk profile and and you have the money then maybe consider it but it's not for me
0: no thank you for for answering that patrick because i think some people are getting drawn into this social media through tiktoks and other things where people are promoting it and they're talking uh, ripple and xrp and xlm and all these up and then you're seeing Blackrock and people uh, investing in i I suppose people are a little bit confused with social media in a, a whole different so to get some expert advice I think it, it just helps people temper you know um, you know their their approach to these things so as I mentioned earlier you know i've got an eleven year old son he wants to be a businessman he wants to learn about this. If you were giving advice to a young person coming up, so someone who's not in that midlife looking for transition, what sort of things would you encourage them to start looking at? Because at school, I don't think they really prepare them for the world. At the school he's at, you know, there might be other schools out there that definitely do. But if as a parent, if you were giving an parent advice, what sort of things um, would you say? If he wants to learn a bit more about economics and you know how the the world of trading works. Um, is there anything that you've come across that can engage a younger person, or is it too much at that younger age? Do you think?
2: Um, I I don't think it's I think it's too young, and it's a shame mm. really. And it's something that I really feel passionate about. Um, all I would say is, um, be curious, learn the dollar. That's mm-hmm. that's what anyone learn how the dollar works. Um, the way the dollar works because it's the global reserve every country uses dollars mm-hmm. to, try, um, to some degree if you can understand what, how dollar moves um learn a bit of the history you know you can um look l- you can read some books on the history of money there's some good bbc documentaries out there um you know and 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 just learn how money works um and then learn how the u.s uh, economy works. That that would be my that, that would be my first thing because everything really stems from how the, the engine of the US works. And when you have a reserve used to be in the UK by the way Stone used to be the global reserve not any mm. longer. When you get a global reserve you can't really go wrong because essentially um the country that produces that that currency um is is really super super powerful. And really it has um, what is known as an exorbitant privilege. Uh, it was coined by a, a, a French economist, I forget his name, but essentially it, it, it was in reference to the US. When you have a global reserve, you can get away with murder, basically, mm-hmm. um, because everything's cheap. You, you print your own money and it's, it's, all, it's all really good. So I would say learn dollar, learn the US macro uh, economics, and then go from there. And, you know, when he gets to a, a certain age and, and, and i'm still around and i'm still blogging he can you can read my blogs, so i'm blogging a lot on uh on on the economy and you mm-hmm. know it's, uh, so no problem
0: no that that'd be great um dave anything from you on this or i
1: think going back to the the trading thing because i i'll be i'll be honest it is an area i do have some understanding on so i'm not i'm nothing like what you guys what you're doing but the areas i've done a lot of trading in is is i always found like you were talking about like fundamental analysis stuff like that as someone that is really curious i suppose and i i read loads of different things and stuff i struggled even from a trading perspective with uh the fundamental analysis route and i kind of came at it more down the technical analysis route and that was my bill endle and i'll be honest the reason i did that was mainly just because there's too much, um, and it kind of broke it down. But I suppose what it then did was my, I suppose my frequency of trading was was very much reduced because I kind of squeezed it around a lot of other things I was doing. N- many people that are listening to that might not understand a word I've just said there. <laughs> but in terms of, I suppose, ha- do you just trade off, shall we call it, the news stories, or do you also do, technical analysis like looking at the charts things like that like what what's your approach in that regard i suppose but more out of interest for me really
2: yeah no worries yeah i do both um you find that in, in institutional level you have to do both yeah there's an old saying macro moves markets technicals define risk so you lean in a risk in a level on a technical um because you need to manage a risk and then you look at targets and what stuff where your stop is it, and entry um, but the actual moving of it is macro usually, interest rates, things like this, technical, don't move it. Um, so what I would say is um, you're absolutely bang on the money uh, about noise. Um, I'm sort of putting words into your mouth, but there is a lot of stuff out there and a lot of it is rubbish. So the way we teach our clients is to look at the only the important stuff um, and start with one country. And build everything around that. And we have this um, format where we trade just four things in the US on the macro. And those those things are really prevalent in every country that are what we class as hard data. So it's real, it's, it's tangible. And one is inflation, which is the cost of stuff. One is GDP, which is the engine that drives the car. One is wages, which is how much you get paid to pay for that stuff and the other one is jobs how many how many jobs are out there to give you wages to pay for the stuff essentially if you do that and those four things you can't really go wrong now there are loads of other things surveys and all that stuff and all, all the kind of you know fancy stuff but if you start with that you get a really good picture of where where the health is how 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 healthy is the patient right so that's that's how i would i would do it that's what we teach Mm.
3: so So,
0: uh, in the future what um are you or what are your aspirations what are you hoping to achieve going forward you know because obviously you've got a lot of drive you've got a lot of passion you're you're doing more of the things that it sounds like you really love around the mentoring side um, what do you see on the horizon for yourself?
2: Well, we would like to crack the Middle East. Um, we have a we have we used to have a client there, but we we we're turning. I've got good friends who lives in Dubai. He's done very well. Um, we want to set up an academy, probably a um, a prop desk within London. Uh, these are all things that we'd like to do. Um, mm-hmm. And we you know we're we're just really passionate about working with institutions and and, and you know reach our clients to Um, and yeah those are the those are the near-term things but yeah we just want to keep doing what we're doing uh, but for more people and and grow that way Um, but we do want to i'd love to um maybe work with uh you know have this hub of excellence this academy that enables people who aren't like born into economics Mm. and we can talk normal language to them the desk economics that i just taught and just say look well, well that means that and you know debt is like having an iou and what do they call that they call it a bond and what if you buy that bond what do you get back that's called a yield you know mm. things like this and people mm. buy and sell things like that you know that's how i took that's how i learned and and i don't i think there's there's a lot of look there's a, they, there's some really complicated stuff but, but remember that the they get paid to make it more complicated, sometimes some of these shops. So, you know, I I I'm a very simple, I like it simple, and I like to have something that I can touch and t- it's tangible. I can take away and go, oh, that means that, you know. Mm. Um, and that's why you know when I broke down the, those macro things, and so I know that you know when we get the wages figure out of the US, I know that how much money people are in. I imagine the money in their back pocket, and they go to the shops and they go, right, what can I get for that? And when that transacts, it's like, that's GDP. That's the amount of stuff that gets produced because it's always, you know, they restock, they spend, they use, they and, and that's how it is. Um, so, yeah, I, I I like to teach that way. And I think having this hub of excellence at some point mm. would be, um, you know, so, something I, I, I would love to do.
0: Because one of our previous guests, uh, a guy called Nick Inge, he's got this group called Worldly Wise, Where they do do um, one off uh, sort of things in schools just to share someone's background, you know, like yourself, you would just share some of this information for any young people that, you know, have an interest, you know, because I think every young person that I've met, especially young lads, are motivated by earning money and good money. Uh, And I think understanding the terminology the language that this world even exists because for some of them they won't even know that this is actually something that's out there um so i suppose that sort of excellence hub that sort of um academy is something that sounds similar in a way in Mm. relation to you could share so how do you see that in it happening practically would it be via your socials and just sharing blogs and short videos or little yeah clip. Uh, do you already do that on youtube or is that something that's not there just yet
2: yeah yeah so so um usually i do like a free masterclass every every month or so i uh, usually oh. i go deep and that's from my linkedin profile so i leave mm-hmm. that um and, I, and that really is I, you know, i use it as a bit of a sales funnel but i give yeah. it it's a 90 minutes and i go deep into certain certain things like interest rates or certain things like how to scale up and um, mm-hmm. the don't. I blog most days, and I, I talk about you know I, I'm pretty honest, and I talk about my experience and and how to get into the industry, what to expect, some of the myths being debunked, um you know and and some of some of the characters I've met along the way, you know it's uh yeah I've I've met quite a few and you know yeah so I I I kind of hopefully open the door. Or, or lift the lid on 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 how it works and and certainly my you know my unusual latecomer experience really um but i do that through linkedin
0: yeah okay no that's fascinating because i think that's something else we can share dave about yeah
2: i think because um, you
1: know, there will be yeah there will be a lot of our listeners will be interested to find out a lot more um i know there's a sizable number of our shall we call it a listenership i think maybe is the best term to use there's a lot of people that are kind of at crossroads in their lives in terms of they've got to a point and they don't really know what they want to do next. they have a bit like exactly how you described in that I suppose they don't want to be lifers in the same way as you as you said. It, I, they, we get a lot of interest from people that are trying to get ideas of, of what else they can do, if that makes sense. And I think this is an area that, will really really appeal because uh, i think there's a picture in people's minds of what a trader does or what they look like like you say like with the red braces and stuff like that (laughs) um and like you know random hand movements and shouting and and having five phones on the go and stuff like that um but yeah it i think Actually, the reality of what a trader does, uh, I think, is actually once you you find out exactly what they do do, and and kind of like what you've been discussing, I actually think it's more interesting than just the, you know, the Wall Street uh, stereotypes and stuff like that. It, it 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 it's about, I suppose, it's just knowing what's going on in the world, and and there's a lot of people that do do that already, but they may not be using that as uh, as a way to make income, I suppose. So yeah, I, I think it's worth it.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, everyone's got, um, you know, experience and obviously I I had my news kind of intuition and I had yeah. my, my slowness, which turned into an edge. Um, but I used that. I kind of used that into an edge. So no matter what background you come from, you can definitely use something. Um, you know, we found that um, that's definitely transferable. And um, yeah, all you have to do is ask. And uh, you know, uh, if 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 I can help in any way, um obviously that's part of our business. But just if you want to chat about you know stuff, and I, I I I say this regular basis on my LinkedIn feed, um, just get in touch. You know, net mm-hmm. hit me up, and we can we can talk. I'm very open and very approachable. So,
0: yeah, go on, Dave. All I
1: was going to say was, um obviously we've we've talked about the trading and stuff like that. One area that i know we get a lot of feedback on and you've mentioned obviously like how you've built your audience on linkedin and things like that one of the things we get a lot of people asking about is they want to do something and they want to harness the power of social media to kind of grow either their brand or or to tell a story or or or, you know to grow their business and stuff like that i suppose i know um we've kind of we've kind of skinned over it but how did you find growing that you know that following you now have how you know what did you find doing that because it's it it we get a lot of people that ask about it but we don't really talk about it
2: yeah i i got a lot of help um so there's a a, a young lady called helen tudor and uh, i'll leave a link for her
1: yeah she, that'd be good
2: she, she's really good she she's a linkedin guru linkedin expert and and basically um a lot of what she says it, it is is it's amazing it's actually hmm. changed my social presence um and and you know I, as a result of that and i'll i'll leave you her um uh her details helen Tudor. very amazing and um, basically it's consistency giving hmm. value um giving an opportunity to for people to to get in tone in contact displaying what you do very readily and just turning up every day for like 10 minutes basically yeah i do and i've done that consistently um come rain or shine uh, monday to friday and and that's when you get all of a sudden and then all you you get a viral potion or you know it'll get you like a thousand likes or whatever it was yeah uh, and then that will just set you on uh, to a different level but um but always try and be, give value don't just um yeah and and be honest be authentic you know people love people who have um faults and and issues and you know sometimes my blogs have spelling mistakes i'm rubbish at spelling i'll give you another example this is how mad the world is i'm doing a level maths and i used to be rubbish at maths at school and i've just signed up and it's brutal (laughs) and i and and i did a mock and i got like 35 percent (laughs) i'm doing my and, and i'm doing why like, are you doing
1: a level maths i was gonna say like i could
2: like pulling teeth <laughs> i know I, yeah tell me about it i know yeah. and i and the thing is i i i told people on my social media so i can't skulk out quietly and go yeah yeah I'm, I'm backing out i have to do it so every wednesday i go to college and and i do it because i was like it's like me i want to try get out of my comfort zone mm. i'm banging on about yeah change your career get out of your comfort zone mm. but i'm actually yeah i need to be doing that right so that's what yeah. i did and then i'm like oh my god really hard.
1: <laughs> so yeah. what you're saying is tell a, a challenging story and you'll get followers on linkedin yeah. is, is is that the secret yeah
2: yeah and, and you know I, I don't mind failing you know people don't they don't want polished kind of yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. just like just be yourself and and i love it i love the subject you know I, I'm I'm gonna do my best and you know it's brilliant I mean I, you know things like that but the weird thing this is how mad the world is I got because of my desk experience I'm actually quite um experienced in economics but in a roundabout way um I'm I'm now visiting a lecture at Cambridge so I got interviewed um by Doug Williamson who's one of the directors there and they the, the undergraduates loved what we're talking about like the economy and how it really works and i got and i did uh, and i assisted him on a couple of lessons and then um i go there like twice a week you know and, and i love it i go up there and, and teach their students and 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 i'm a kind of visitor there so mm. i mean you know that that's how that's how the world i mean isn't that amazing i i don't know i mean i am i pinch myself and i'm like do they realize that you know i'm not really qualified but it (laughs) it kind of like works you know um but i've got something
1: to give so and i think that was as i said it obviously uh i suppose we our focus was on your trading side of things but one of the things that's coming across on this is is you're very good at selling yourself and sharing what your journey is (laughs) and i think a lot of people struggle with that regardless of if it's like what you do or like we have other people we've spoken to that have excelled in different areas the one common thing is you may not know all the same you know knowledge but the one thing is the communication bit is the is the common thread that 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 a lot of success people sorry a lot of successful people have if i can say it so it's always good to kind of get that that view from it and it it does boil down to the one bit it always comes back to is that authenticity um and i think it is most people can smell um uh a fraud and you know generally you know I mean? like if you're not if you're not if it's not genuine a mile off really so no it's it, it it's again what you've just said is is in line with what everyone else has said so it's always intriguing to get that response
2: yeah thanks i mean i i, I th- on that sort of note i think like for those um some of your your listeners um viewers um who want to do that, mm. what I would say is turn up, be authentic,
3: consistently,
2: yeah. Um Just be passionate about what you want to talk about. So do you think you've got a story to tell? No one cares if your spelling's wrong or yeah. if you jumble your words. They like it. They're only human. And, you know, I get things wrong all the time. People love me for it. It's not, mm. and It's you know, the words... They may, you know, be engaging or whatever, but in actual fact, it's only because I love my job and you have to love what you do first. And then you can kind of, everyone has a certain story to tell, but it's just a case of you going, look, you know, odd wiggly careers. Um, no matter where you, what you're doing, where you're from, um, it, that's super interesting. I mean, I love watching other people who come from here and go there, And I'm like, how the hell do you do that? You know, um, so I'm I'm a big consumer of that as well. So, yeah, that's my advice.
0: And it links to um, the the thread that comes through from a lot of our guests, Dave, about the willingness to say yes to things and openness to explore new avenues and not going, I'm not going to do that for fear. There always is this element that comes across as, a brave, bold sort of view of the world of it's exciting and interesting and worth exploring. Patrick, that's coming across from yourself as well around, Mm. you know, going off to DJ for two years, Um, you know, being willing to just go, I'm going to give that a go and see what happens and then explore it from there. Um, You know, and this is why me and Dave got into podcasts. I think the first iteration of our podcast was around artificial intelligence AI, because, we were like, well, what, what is this thing? How is it going to get involved? And we started to explore it and talk about it and try and educate ourselves on it. Do you see AI ever being useful in the uh, the trading sort of realm or or not? Does it need that human touch?
2: Yeah, we've been using it for years. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. We, we, we call it machine machine learning. And uh, yeah. it, it's been used by the quant since the 80s. It's, it's it's no it's no news um oh. i think the key thing that i'm gonna probably misquote this this guy but um there, there's an old saying and and this will kind of on on that side the the big the big comp firms have been doing this day in day out for, for decades so there's that like the d shores the the um, the Renaissance, the, the the virtues, the citadels. Well, these are names that you may not know of, but they're mm-hmm. big qu- in the hedge fund space. Bloomberg are running a huge project that's going to uh, really. They are essentially not a news organization; they're a data company. So that tells you they are really at the forefront of this whole of this new movement. And mm-hmm. um, but as uh, one of the biggest hedge funds in the world, Tudor. Tudor Jones. He said, "There is no human better than a machine, but there is no machine better than a human with a machine." Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is something I really connect with. So, whilst AI is amazing, let's not get ahead of ourselves. It can't reinvent mm. the wheel. You know, it can't. It, it can do a lot of um, jobs um, uh, intu- in, using int- intuition. Um, but it it won't replace something that is always um, perishable and always moving and not uh, it defies some realms of physics now economics is the most unreliable form of science Hmm. so that itself uh, needs a very special brain and only humans have that so that that's that's what i say about ai because we've been using it for years
0: yeah because i can imagine it can't Really predict risk in the way that a human can, because um, I, I just get the feeling it would err on the side of caution more often. Where I think sometimes with uh, a live human trader, they've got a bit more of a nuance or intuition that also feeds into it. That I don't think a machine could ever really pick up. um What do you think?
2: Well, it can. It can do everything. But oh wow. the thing, But if you do everything, then that is detrimental because humans have faults. So the, the latest quant boxes, let's just take, um, Citadel, right? Citadel's the the, the most successful hedge fund at the moment mm-hmm. and it's largely quant. Um, they have code that tries to get more human. So it comes full circle because humans have irrational thinking. They have irrational, um, emotional responses to to things that, that, that don't follow logic mm. so that's the, that's the key that's to to spot that um and that's always changing i mean the the, the human brain is is just uh, we only use a small fraction of it um in i mean that's just in my world so mm-hmm. um yeah i i i feel it's it's it's, it's almost a case of, they've been doing it for a long time already Um, And it hasn't taken over. So why would it do that? It's, um, yeah. Um, Well, one thing I will say is it's probably, in some areas, going to make the trader's life easier, uh, in some areas, Mm -hmm. um, you know. Um, But will it predict the next Liz (laughs) Truss, you know, borrowing money to cut taxes? I don't know. I'm not sure anyone could have predicted that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i i suppose one area that i've i've read a fair bit about this but it's more like very grand scale thinking is around i think it goes back to some of the concerns people have with ai generally not just with um quant trading or or ai in financial markets is on a bigger picture is could you use ai like machines could they be manip could you use them to manipulate so much that actually moves financial markets. So you could potentially use machines to cripple an economy. Obviously we've heard about cyber attacks and stuff like that, but if you did like a four pronged attack on uh, a country, you take out, you know, infrastructure, you manipulate the markets and stuff like that. That is a nightmare scenario, but I don't know. Like it's that where I suppose we're, we're moving even away from trading in, in financial markets, but you're literally a, a weapon of war, really, where you could cripple a whole country or the Western world, or however you want to call it. That, that I've heard a number of people talk about it more in that way, where they see that uh, AI could actually have an impact um, on financial markets, not so much on the money in your pocket kind of scheme. I don't know, is that, <laughs> does this come up in conversations you have with your clients around this? As yeah, well? it
2: does. Um, Okay. how shall I say this? Um, um, Precautions have been in place for decades, um, primarily from the intelligence agencies. So there there was this huge push, massive spend push in the 80s. Um, Obviously, there was some, you know, these these films called war games and all that stuff. And it was all kind Mm -hmm. of electronic, uh, um, you know, sabotage. So cyber warfare, if you will. Um, AI is very similar to that. Um, it's just very good and it's 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 growing exponentially at a huge pace so um um yeah look there are um algos that that cause disruptions especially when markets are thin at the moment there is nothing really especially in forex which is why i like it as well there's nothing really that can um manipulate the market to the extent that it would be uh, to the demise of the country, just because of the the regulation in place um, to to circuit break to to really have coffers um, uh, to to back up that currency. I mean, you know, whether it's AI or not, it's a nice story, but um, market manipulation um, slash um, you know disorderly conduct um is 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 has been something all central banks are it's bread and butter for them you know you you saw the bank of england a year ago uh if they didn't act by buying gilts to calm the, the the yield curve we would be in the same situation whether it comes from ai um a mismanagement from the government or something from a from an algo that went wall which happens um th- there is enough security and um, certainly with central banks and the governments and the intelligence services to to say that
1: some uh reassuring words there
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we were getting down to that dystopian future again you yeah. <laughs> know where ai takes us But um, be
2: so... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i
1: think the problem uh, is it's like when we were doing more on the ai front you, you literally every conversation you have kind of it, it it go and you end up there that's the thing you know what i mean it's like you're yeah. not ever talking about you start off saying all the benefits of say like some new technology that's built on ai and then you always end up at the same place like literally it, it, you might as well just say is it going to turn into like terminator that that's literally yeah. what most yeah. people have in their minds so it's kind of like you know, i suppose like some of the products we saw were like ai to help with podcasting like and then the next question is is like is that same t- technology going to kill you and then uh, take over the world so it's that that was kind of where we always ended up but, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> but and i think it was those deep fake stories They wasn't yeah. it, that were getting released that are coming more realistic and and it does need that critical analysis i think to take place where people are going that is ai produced because <laughs> it's we're getting refined all the time isn't it and um I suppose there's that fear. If we look at the actors in America, who were really worried that uh, you know they were going to be replaced in some way, so I think there there was always that criminality (laughs) just sitting underneath the uh, you know the surface whenever we had that conversation. So now it's great for uh, Patrick just to give us a steer on that regulation and you know (laughs) allay our fears. Um, So Patrick, we always ask people: is there a quote or some sort of um, You know, statement you live by that you've found has helped you as you've transitioned through these different elements of your life. Is there something that you've always found inspiration in yourself?
2: Um, yeah, there's two things actually. Thanks for putting me on the spot. (laughs) Um, There is, there is actually, and this is not rehearsed. Um, there is two things one is just turn up, Mm -hmm. right? That's it. That's I always just turn up. I'm always like trying. Try my best to be early and even when i'm late which i a bit late today but i do just do your best right so uh, and the other thing which i just laugh at there's there's um there's a, an amazing uh late great economist called john uh, galbraith um born in scotland but moved to the us a great economist and he said with regards to um you know if anyone gets all fancy on you with all these words and oh my god the the, the dollar's going here, stocks are going south and all this stuff. Just just tell them this. Just say, in forecasting, there are those who don't know. There are also those who don't know they don't know. And I really love that. And it's mm. like, well, actually, none of us have got a clue. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we're all winging it in some way. We're yeah. it, and I know,
2: um, you know, we just make the best of it um but it's 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 definitely um there are some very smart people and i've been mentored by some very smart people um but they're the most humble you know they're the most humble um yes when you start to get this ego then that's when you'll you'll go for a fool, really
1: that's wise words the i suppose before we do wrap up We'll obviously share all the links to everything about you and obviously what you're doing on, on the show notes. But um, I suppose what – obviously people can find you on LinkedIn. Um, what's your website URL? So if anyone's listening now, they can quickly type it in and have a look.
2: Yeah, sure. It's adamsprinciple.com. So it's A-D-A-M-I-S, principal with an L-E, and then .com.
1: Brilliant. So, anyone listening, have a quick look at that. But also, we will have links in the show notes. Um, you and also you mentioned about um, the link to booking maybe a, 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 some time with you as well. Do you want to just explain that again?
2: Yeah. So, so if you're curious about trading, about what I've done in my journey and changing your career, no matter, you don't have to, you know, whatever walk of life you're from, whatever your your career is and you just want to have a chat, book me in. Um, I've got a link on my calendar and I'll leave it in the, um, it's got a few questions on, you know, <clears throat> a bit about, give me a bit of a, a guidance on, on how to conduct the, the chat, but it is just a chat. Don't be scared, I'm very approachable. Um, book me in for a chat and we, we can just see what your career awaits. I mean, that's essentially it. Um, I had a chat and I went into the trading floor and I, I, I found my, my, my new passion. And I'm here to help you if and, and if it's not for you, that's fine, too. But you can't really get anywhere if you don't ask. So I'll leave that link for you. And also I blog every day on LinkedIn. Patrick Reed, Um, you know, if you search for me, um, Adamus Principle on LinkedIn, it, it will come up um, and I'm blogging every day. I turn up and do that. So um, either okay. of those, you can get in touch.
0: And on LinkedIn, is there a library of your previous blogs that are as- accessible quite easily? Uh, Patrick? Yeah
2: yeah absolutely just, just scroll down there's loads and there's you know there's previous master classes there's blogs there's how to get in touch there's me market views there's a lot got load of testimonials as well obviously that's nice uh on mm-hmm. video um and and you know i i comment on on my peer-to-peer uh market views as well um and you know i have a bit of fun with it you know i'm not you know there's too much seriousness um mm-hmm. and you know it can be a little bit um Cervic or salty with, mm-hmm. with uh, the, the more staid economists um, yeah. but i think it's fun we're in this world once you know yeah. um, i yeah. think we should have fun and have a blast along the way so
0: and what a great um sentiment to to finish on i suppose you know life is a blast we should make the most of it and exactly. you know go in the direction where you feel it takes you you know You've gone from a steady eddy sort of career and you've ripped it up and gone, you know what, let's go by the seat of our pants for a short period of time. And now you've got to a stage where you've got all these exciting things that, you know, you're genuinely interested in and, you know, trying to develop and evolve. So I think for anyone listening, it is just that that message of you can do it if you want to do it. Um, but you do have to have that grit that determination to push through the difficult times that will come through that transition you know and I I think that's that's definitely inspirational for anyone who's listening so I just want to say thank you very much for your time I've learned a lot and I'm definitely going to look through your historical posts on LinkedIn to try and learn a bit so I can try and share some of that with my son so yeah thank you very much for that
1: yeah thanks as well and also I have a a new form of respect for you after you admitted you're doing a level maths as well <laughs> <laughs> that's something i
3: wouldn't be doing yeah. oh dear Year here one. it is here one. the book oh.
2: just it's just brutal i've just done Qu- quadratics <laughs> i've got i've got calculus coming so
4: oh
1: just all of it like i i, I did i scraped to see it gcse and, uh, oh, and after that yeah. i just thought i never again i don't need to do it again but just you mentioning that as like made me like in a cold sweat it's horrible <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's going to be okay it's going to be okay all right right. well good
1: luck with that (laughs) and uh, and as simon said seriously thank you very much for sharing it it was very very interesting and i'm sure you'll have some of our listeners actually get in touch because i think what you're offering is really valuable and i'd recommend anyone that is listening to get in touch to find out more because um yeah i think being a trader is very much different from what people see in the in the movies and on tv it's 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 a very interesting world to be in but yeah thanks again patrick
2: thank you guys
3: appreciate it